Welcome to Taking Notes with NextGen Venture Partners, where we have interesting conversations with entrepreneurs and innovators in the NextGen investing ecosystem. I'm your host, John Bassett, a partner at NextGen Venture Partners, and we hope you enjoy the discussion. My guest today is Erfan Alam, co-founder and CEO of Front Row Health. NextGen Venture Partners is an investor in Front Row Health, a digital health company with a mission to increase access to healthcare at home by connecting consumers with trusted medical providers and the right health products. Erfan and I talk about what inspired him to start Front Row, how the company is supporting patients today, and what he's most excited about for the future. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Erfan, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Super excited to sit down and chat about all things startups. Yeah. So for our listeners, maybe you can just share a bit about what is Front Row Health? Sure, sure, sure. So we are a digital health company where we build personalized discount pages for doctors where their patients can shop and save on non-prescription vitamins, medical devices, health apps that their own doctors like best. So it's a little bit of like an online store for patients to shop their doctor preferred products? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So we want to make it easier for patients to know what's worth spending their hard-earned money on and to make that more affordable in the process. Very cool. So, you know, over the last few years, we've seen the rise of companies like Roe and other sort of healthcare-focused startups. Why partner with doctors or what's the advantage of doing it your way versus some of the companies that have come before you? Sure. So, yeah, prior to starting Front Row, I worked in the D2C health space and quickly realized um, from conversations with other small health brands that were starting up and, uh, you know, where I worked that it's quite difficult to build trust with consumers through ads. And that's probably the case just across e-commerce with how much money is being invested at inundating with people, inundating people with content online, people just being more and more skeptical as consumers, particularly coming out of the pandemic, and then certainly with their healthcare. And so uh, we, our hypothesis at Front Row is that, is there a way to leverage the trust between a doctor and their own patient to create value for these patients and these health brands? Um, and knowing what your doctor thinks about a product when there's so many different brands to choose from and 2000 IU vitamin D or this brand. And uh, is it, you know, you're spending money out of your own pocket, hundred bucks for a blood pressure monitoring device. You want to make sure you get the right one. And so this just makes that more streamlined for the consumer and gives the doctors a way to share discounts on their favorite products. Makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of differing advice on the internet about vitamins, supplements, you know, this product versus that product. So getting your doctor's buy-in, I'm sure gives consumers a sense of security. So bring it to life a little bit for us. You shared a couple examples, but give us a sense of what kind of products a doctor might choose to list on their site. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you can think of this as everything between a doctor prescribing metformin for the diabetic patient and a doctor having to urgently perform open heart surgery. Everything else in healthcare between those two starting and endpoints is what a doctor can share discounts on through their personalized page with their own patients. So imagine you just found out you were diagnosed for type 2 diabetes. And in the standard of healthcare today, your doctor is probably going to prescribe you some medication, maybe hand you a packet from that pharma company that explains how it all works. And then in that 15-minute window, probably have time to ask, answer one or two questions and say, 
uh, you know, check back in with us in a quarter and we'll see how you're doing. And then maybe that patient falls off. Maybe they are or aren't adherent to their treatment plans. They're probably wondering like, should I be changing my diet? Uh, you know, if I have glucose issues, should I be exercising in a certain way? Um, you know, what about other people who are managing this condition? Who else can I rely on for resources? Who's going to pick up and answer my questions? Should I go on these Reddit threads? And so the products that we have fill all those different gaps and gives the doctor a tool to share that with their patients without having the time necessarily to do all of that educating themselves in the office visit. So here's a glucose supplement. Here's a diabetes program from our brand partner, Clinio, that gives patients access to meal plans and beginner workouts and activity logs. Here's a moderated online peer support community for diabetics who are newly managing their condition. Uh, you know, exercise program with Obey Fitness where you can do, you know, home fitness things with coaches online. Those are all different types of solutions that your doctor can include on their discounts page and that help guide patients to better management of their conditions when the doctor has that limited time with them face-to-face. It sounds like it varies from product supplements through courses and programs through actual, you know, physical products like blood pressure cuffs or internet connected scales. Yep. Makes a lot of sense. And presumably the stuff you're seeing on the site has already been doctor approved, but let's say, you know, I show up for an appointment with a doctor that we all have limited time with doctors these days, you know, leave, show up on the website. And let's say I still have some questions about a product or a service. How do you guys incorporate doctor advice or reviews or feedback into your platform? Absolutely. So a couple different ways. So every time a doctor sets up their page, they have the ability to enable their patients to ask them questions about products on their page. They also have the ability to add personalized notes for their patients about a certain product. So this is a great supplement, but maybe don't take it if you're on this medication because the doctor knows that a lot of their patients are on a certain medication. Um, So there's ways for the patient to easily engage remotely with their provider about their discounts page. We also have a feature where patients can actually ask our clinical team questions led by our chief medical officer. And that allows, and that's a free service that's included for patients who are on these discount pages. So in the case, yeah, you know, you're walking down a crowded aisle. The whole purpose of the name Front Row Health is about putting people in the best seats in the house uh, and their own health care and walking down crowded aisles of pharmacies or scrolling through TikTok ads of products where like you don't know if this is a good product or not. And you don't know and you may have questions, but don't know how to get those questions easily answered. Those are different features that we have as a part of our platform that make it easy to talk to a doctor, talk to your doctor, and also just know uh, what doctors in general like about the product. Because on our marketplace, we actually share data about how many real medical providers have shared a product recently with their patients. So you can know, hey, this vitamin D product is on my doctor's page, but also 240 other medical providers have also recently shared this with, with their patient. And hey, I can actually ask a real doctor a question about it if I want to know, is this good with my medications? Is this good for me personally? That's got to be really valuable because, again, so much of the internet is filled with conflicting advice and reviews. So hearing directly from a medical professional or better yet, multiple medical professionals, I can see how that would be a really powerful part of the platform. So taking a quick step back, Erfan, can you talk a little bit about why you decided to start this business and what you were doing kind of before? Yeah. So um, I, like I said, I, I used to work at Everlywell, which is a home lab testing company. Uh, based out of Austin, where I was born and raised. And uh, I left Everlywell to go to business school. And that summer I took off before business school, you know, being at Everlywell, which is a home lab testing company, through the pandemic, launching the world's first home COVID-19 test, 
and seeing the power of a small team. I think at that point we were like 80 people or something, a small team making an outsized impact in the world got me super jazzed about the power of entrepreneurship and seeing and being a part of that firsthand. So I went, I went to business school because I was excited about taking time off to just think about problems and solutions. And that summer I came up with a really long, bad laundry list of business ideas. And then, as I mentioned earlier, just like randomly that summer, a number of small healthcare companies started reaching out, you know, saying, Hey, how do I go direct to consumer? Should I go direct to consumer? And, um, you know, I sort of noticed this trend of me saying, uh, you know, it's so difficult. Like, how are you going to break through that noise through these ads and, you know, Apple updating its privacy policy and uh, making it even more difficult to target people and all these different things that were sort of posing challenges in the e-commerce world. And so, and then I got to my first semester of business school. I did a little VC gig at Rock Health. And my first day on the job, the, the partner with Bill was like, you know, we don't really invest as much in consumer health. And I was like, oh, okay, great. That's the only thing I know anything about. And But then I started to see the data of companies trying to raise money and understanding that this is actually an industry problem, like health brands are suffering and aren't able to connect. They're really great solutions because there are good things out there, especially all this, a lot of them that have come up since the pandemic. Uh, they just can't get in front of the right people and convince them of the credibility and trust. And so that's why I started thinking about uh, that was sort of the genesis of Front Row originally. It has taken many shapes and forms in terms of what the solution is, even from when we raised our round to when we launched a company in February to even where we are today. But the core was always around, like, how do we yeah, make it a better shopping experience for people? Because the current bad experience is not helping health brands and it's not helping patients. That's super helpful context. And I think what it brought to light is you have at least three constituents in your universe. From what I heard, you've got brands, right? Those yep. groups out there creating products, supplements for the market. You've got consumers who are looking to address you know, some concern or health need. And you've got doctors who are looking to make an impact on their patients. Can you maybe talk about each of those constituents and the value prop you bring to them? Yeah, it's funny when you lay it out like that, because we, we are absolutely a multi-sided marketplace in that way. And you know, all the challenges that come with managing different constituents and making sure that there's a product and experience that's suitable for them that uh, optimizes for uh, solving that each, you know, individual constituents need. So starting with uh, the health brand in this case, we'll partner with a health brand and, you know, we know their need is we want to get better connected with the right audience and more cost effectively acquire new customers uh, instead of having to just blow our budgets into uh, you know Facebook ads, and so Front Row becomes like a new DTC advertising platform for them, where they can feature their products in our library for real medical providers to select and include onto their own personalized uh, storefronts. For the doctor in this case, when we chat with doctors, uh, what we continue to hear is you know patients, particularly coming out of the pandemic are constantly asking us, you know, I don't want to take this prescription medication, or now that I'm on this medication, I have all these side effects, or I have, you know, I can't sleep well, or I'm gaining weight, or all these different things. And uh, they're asking their doctor for different solutions. And the doctor really has only been giving tools to prescribe the medicine. That's what healthcare is today. I'm going to prescribe you medicine, I'm going to perform surgery on you when you're not well. And that's basically what they're given the experience for. So what Front Row allows them to do is save time answering patients' questions 
and save patients money, extending this additional value to them to make them more excited and positively perceive their doctor as someone who actually cares about improving their overall health and helping them manage these difficult conditions. And in terms of the patient, you know, the most important stakeholder in all of this, it's about knowing what to spend your hard-earned money on. Medical literacy in America is, is obviously not very high, but there's so much confusion around, like I said, you know, what ingredient choices, how these ingredients were tested, uh, these devices, are they accurately reading things? Uh, you know, that's what the ability to know what your doctor, what other doctors like and think about products. And then just like GoodRx with prescription coupon cards, uh, patients can save on non-prescription products that their own doctor likes best. Something you said resonated with me. You know, we talk a lot about sick care versus healthcare, and the irony that the thing we call healthcare today in America is really more like sick care, right? Yeah. We, we don't treat people who are well. We wait till you're sick, and then we suggest surgery or medication. And it feels like you're really trying to unlock what we think of as truly healthcare, preventative maintenance, solving problems before they arise, and things like that. It's, it's a big vision and a noble cause. Yeah, I mean, I have this kind of blog and series that I wrote, wrote write about about consumer health and startups. And one of the posts that I wrote about was about my own uncle who passed away and had a heart attack at like the age of 43, maybe super young, uh, had three young kids, uh, my cousins that I was close with. And, you know, he was a diabetic and he was all the, you know, typical risk factors for having a heart heart attack. Uh, South Asian, male, above the age of 40, diabetic, overweight. And, you know, he was prescribed his medication and he went to his pharmacy and picked it up. But to your, to the point you made, like there was no maintenance of care for my uncle. He didn't, uh, there was no uh, way that was pre 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 presented to him to seamlessly uh, do workouts and understand meal plans and improve his diet and take, you know, the National Academy of of, of heart health in America's recommended daily dose of fiber supplements or which ones or how much. And none of that was made clear to him. And I often think about if it was made clear to him, if his doctor actually did share a discount card and said, here's a peer support community for managing diabetes care. Here's a home exercise program that you can get 15% cash back on. Here's your blood pressure monitoring device that I think is super accurate and that translates data back to my office that I can have a communication with you about. And all those things, X, Y, Z, could that have actually saved his life? Like, could he have lived longer and not had a heart attack at the age of 43 if he was given, as you described it, better health care? So, Erfan, thank you for sharing that. Do you get the sense that a lot of patients want to make a change and just feel disempowered or confused by the information online? Because one thing we think a lot about is how do you change consumer behavior or get a consumer to take an action? So maybe turning that into a question back to you, how do you get these consumers to take an action or think about changing behaviors. It's funny, John, you're always encouraging me to think about this from like a product perspective around friction. But like uh, when we hear from our own users about their experience, uh, thinking about purchasing certain solutions like the ones I've described, it all comes down to friction. And if there is any incremental friction, uh, you know, to the process of, finding a health coach to help you with meal plans or finding a local community of people that are just going through the same mental health condition that you're going through or you know being able to manage your budget around whether you should pay a little bit more money to help with a program that gives you xyz resources or 
like, do I really need to get this blood pressure monitor device if the data isn't shared back with my provider? And like those decisions, those questions, those inefficiencies create friction and that just blocks action. And there's absolutely onus on my uncle to have done those things himself. Like it can't be the expectation that a doctor forces or necessarily is there at every step of the way. But we, as I think as a digital health industry, for example, have to think about it, not just in terms of like, how do you incentivize and change consumer behavior, right? But like, yeah, how do you bring down those walls and the friction to get people to be able to act more naturally? Um, and that be something that's, you know, common sense for uh, someone to say, oh yeah, like, okay, it's actually super easy and I can't afford to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, there's you know less walls in front of them, the easier it'll be to help them move in that direction. Yeah. And in a big component of accessibility is affordability. So could you share a little bit about what you're doing around affordability or making this stuff more accessible for the average American? Yeah. 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 So we're basically letting people in some ways, like take a piece of advertising revenue. So right now when a health brand dumps money into ads on Facebook, and then maybe you end up buying that product, all of that money, that quote unquote customer acquisition costs is just going to Meta and Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, the patient doesn't reap any of those benefits. And in healthcare, every dollar that we spend that doesn't go to improving someone's health is a massive leakage. So advertising and direct-to-consumer health is an enormous leakage. It is money that is just going down the drain, targeting people with ads of products they don't understand. They may not even be relevant for them. Like think about all the ads that you get that aren't even relevant for you. And that's just wasted money that could be going to improving someone's health. And so at Front Row, the advertising or commission fee that health brands pay Front Row, that's how we make money. When we deliver them high quality traffic, uh, the patient gets a, gets, a, gets a piece of that. So for example, if a patient buys a home HbA1c test from Everlywell and it's covered by their HSA, we, they still get cash back into their actual pocket, even though they spent $0 on that product because they're getting a piece of the advertising revenue. And uh, in the normal world, that all that money is just going in and sucked up by these big tech companies. So for the patient, we're trying to reduce their healthcare costs and our cash back is really high. It's 15% for people buying products that their doctor likes best. And the reason it's high is because these health brands are willing to pay uh, a, a strong commission, given that this is still a much more profitable channel for them than, like I said, running money into ads with limited targeting options and overpriced paying per impression models. Yeah, so instead of paying Google, Facebook, Instagram, you're saying, hey, brands, use us as a distribution channel. We're gonna get you into the hands of consumers that need your solution. And in return, take that spend. And instead of spending it on those big platforms, we'll actually share a piece of the ad spend you would have spent with our consumers in the form of cashback. Their new customer. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. So let's zoom out a little bit. I'd love to kind of just get back to product. What's kind of the big vision here? I mean, I know you're just getting rolling. You've, you've kind of got the storefronts in place, the digital storefronts up and running. What's the big product vision? What are you going to be doing a couple of years from now? So... When we think about the longevity of the company, we think of it in two ways. One is, what do we do when we've built new sustainable relationships between these three stakeholders? 
between doctors who know now these who now know these brands and patients that are now introduced to these brands and patients that have better connections with their own doctor that are all in sync on our platform. And two, what do we do with all that rich data that we're collecting on what products that doctors like, what products people like, with what health issues and health goals that they have, and uh, what health brands and what products are performing well, not performing well. That's all rich data that we will uniquely know because we're in the field collecting it and monitoring it uh, at an aggregated basis. And so there's, I think in the long term, really interesting things that we can do with both these stakeholder relationships and that data. And so I think from a product perspective, it's going to be about how do we take advantage of all of that value that we're unlocking when doctors are now, and my hope is 10 years from now, it is just table stakes for doctors to talk to patients and connect patients to all this new universe of non-prescription health solutions that have been cropping up, which by the way, you know, non-prescription health solutions have been around like Tylenol and Advil, et cetera. But, you know, these solutions from the digital health space and consumer health space that are helping reduce friction to get better health care the way you described it, that I hope is table stakes through the product that we're building. And I think we can continue to grow that by strengthening these relationships and by utilizing the data in creative ways. It brings to mind one thing that actually came up on a prior podcast with the team at Heika. There's so much innovation happening so quickly. It's almost impossible for docs to keep up on you know, all the latest trends in medicine, best practices, new offerings on the market. And so in a way, you guys almost can become an outsourced or insourced platform to kind of surface and educate consumers and doctors on the latest stuff in their field. Yeah, yeah. We hear that actually frequently from our doctors. They're like, oh, there's a whole exercise program that's just dedicated to people who are over the age of 50 that is like specifically also works well with Medicare and uh, gives them the remote ability and has people come into their house. Like, I didn't know that existed, but like, holy crap, so many of my patients would, who are over the age of 50 uh, that I can't get to like have stable body, uh, you know, B, B, uh, BMI, like I can't uh, help them with that. This is a great solution for them. And without Front Row, they would have probably never known about that because it's really hard for these health brands to go in and spend the resources to educate real providers on these great solutions. So there's absolutely a disconnect that we can help fill the gap on. Airfun, it's a big vision of an amazing product you're running with. Thank you for taking time out today to share everything you're working on and best of luck as you continue to grow. Thanks, John. Yeah, great questions. And yeah, best of luck to all the fellow entrepreneurs out there. Thanks for listening to Taking Notes with NextGen Venture Partners. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. To learn more about us or to hear all of our past podcasts, please go to nextgenvp.com. You can also find our podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And now for some important disclaimers. The information contained in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to purchase any securities. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Any performance or projections contained herein may be significantly affected by future events. The opinions, assumptions, assessments, statements, or the like regarding future events or which are forward-looking constitute only subjective views and beliefs, should not be relied on, and are subject to change due to a variety of factors, including fluctuating market conditions and economic factors.